In the first reading this morning, there's a really interesting kind of linguistic thing going on that is meant to teach us about our divine mission and vocation. In the first reading, we heard about this story with Eli and his disciple Samuel, Eli being his mentor. We heard how Samuel is sleeping, and he hears this call, and he goes to Eli and says, you called me. Eli says, no, go back to bed. He goes back to bed, hears the call again, goes back to Eli and says, you called me. Eli says, no, go back to bed. A third time, Samuel gets awoken by this call, and he goes to Samuel, or Eli, and says, you called me. Finally, Eli gets it. Oh, it's the Lord. Go back, listen for the Lord, tell him to speak your servant listens. The cool kind of linguistic thing going on is that Eli's name literally means, remember the Bible, and the Bible names are important. They have deeper meaning and significance. Eli's name literally means my God. And Samuel's name literally means he who hears God. So every time that Samuel is awoken by this call and he goes to Eli, what he's literally saying in his own language is, my God, you called me. He's mistaken about the voice of God. He doesn't know how to hear God's voice. He doesn't know what God is calling him to. And notice, because he's mistaken about what God's voice sounds like and where it's coming from and what it's calling him to, he's also mistaken about his own identity. He says, my God, you called me. No, it's not me. And his very name means he who hears God. And he's not hearing God correctly. And so he's mistaken about what God's voice sounds like, but he's also mistaken about who he himself is and his identity. That moment then that he does go back, he hears God's call and says, speak, your servant, your servant listen, and he discovers his vocation. It is hugely significant. It sets him on this whole new trajectory. The discovery of this vocation isn't just a discovery of like another job he has to do alongside everything else. I'm sure he had many jobs to do, just like we do many hats or we have our you know, parents hat to wear, we have our spouse hat to wear, we have our job, whatever our job is, uh, we have our PTO member, we have our you know, Steelers fan hat that we wear, all these different identities that we have. Thank you to all of you who have sent me condolences on the Steelers' loss, by the way. It was much needed. Okay. I'm over it. Okay. So all the, all the different jobs and hats we have to wear, this discovery, I'm sure Samuel had the same thing going on, but this discovery isn't just another hat he has to wear. It's not just another job. It's not just another mission. It's the mission. It's the vocation that ties all the rest together. Samuel, by being faithful to this mission, can become whole. He can make sense out of himself. And so the discovery of this mission as well is also a discovery of his purpose in life, yes, but it's also a discovery of who God created him to be. The identity that goes to the deepest part of himself, the very place where he is alone with God, that's where he's discovering when he discovers his mission, his vocation from God. There's something similar going on in the gospel we read this morning. So this gospel we read, Jesus has just finished his baptism in the River Jordan. Now he's walking around, beginning his public ministry. And as Jesus walks around, 
over and over and over, bang, 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 snap, snap, snap. People just discover their vocation. Jesus is walking around and people are like, ah, there I, I know myself now. I know what I'm supposed to do. So let's take a few examples. In this gospel, we heard Jesus is walking and John the Baptist sees him, looks at him and declares, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And what does his disciple Andrew realize? I need to follow that guy. He discovers a new vocation. He discovers a new mission. We could even say, in a sense, Andrew, he's John the Baptist's disciple, and he leaves him to go follow Jesus. We might even say Andrew quit his job because he found this new purpose and this new mission, and he found a new job to go follow Jesus. How about Peter? And so Peter, the first pope, which is interesting to note, he's evangelized. He's brought to Jesus by his little brother. Interesting to know. But Peter, when he, goes, when he goes to Jesus, he looks at him, he confesses faith that this is the Messiah, and Jesus looks right back at him, full in the face, and says, you are Kephas. Peter discovers his new identity. Peter discovers his new vocation, his mission. And it comes from Jesus looking right at him and speaking to him, you are Kephas. You're the rock on which I will build my church. The last one, Nathaniel. It happens right after the gospel selection we read. Nathaniel's kind of interesting because he's not even that open to discovering a new vocation and a new mission and a new identity. When they tell Nathaniel that they found the Messiah and we should go to Nazareth to go meet him, Nathaniel's response is, Nazareth? Why Nazareth? There's nothing good that could come from Nazareth. It's almost like if I was talking to an old-time Bismarcker and I said, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's run over to Mandan real quick. And then that old-time Bismarcker said, Mandan? Why do we go to Mandan? No, I would never say that. But I know people who would, and they'd be wrong, of course. But it's almost like that mentality. He's like, Nazareth. Why, why would we go to Nazareth? Nathaniel's not that interested in meeting this Jesus. He doesn't believe that this Jesus can change his life. And yet still, he does go to Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and reveals himself to himself. Explains himself to himself. He says, you are guileless. No deceit is in you. And I have seen you sitting under the fig tree praying. Nathaniel too discovers a new identity and a new vocation. Here's the pattern that's going on in the gospel. People look at Jesus and confess faith in him. They look at him and they declare something about him. So we hear Jesus called the Lamb of God. We hear him called Rabbi, teacher. We hear him called, we hear him called the Messiah, the Christ. And Jesus looks right back at them. Everyone who looks at Jesus and declares something about him, Jesus looks right back at them and declares something about them. He gives them an identity, the deepest part of themselves, and he gives them a mission, not just any mission, but a mission that ties everything else together and makes them whole and gives them purpose that can last. And so everyone, everyone who looks at Jesus 
Everyone who looks at Jesus and declares faith in him, whatever that might be, here is Savior, here is the Christ, here is the Lamb of God, here is Rabbi and Teacher. Everyone who looks at Jesus confesses faith in him. Jesus looks right back at them. And he gives them a mission. And he gives them a new identity, identity that goes to the deepest part of themselves. And he gives them a job to do, but a deeper sense of a job the one that ties everything else together, the one that gives purpose, and the one that gives fulfillment.